I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What Drives You is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Welcome to What Drives You. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Thanks for joining me as always as I talk with today's most influential change makers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaways from their insights so you can integrate that wisdom and leverage the power of your unique inner drive and wake every day to your authentic, driven, and inspired life. This is our What Drives Your Health show where we give specific focus to our health and wellness, which is the vehicle that drives all that we do. In this episode, I wanted to hear from people who have made significant health improvements and to know what was their catalyst. So I asked listeners to share their health accomplishments and I asked to hear from people who were out of shape and possibly ill, and then they got fit and healthy. And what was the catalyst for them? What triggered them to finally make change and commit to it? So my co-host is Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert. And of course, my dear friend. So Randy and I talked through comments that included chronic back pain and back injury, weight gain due to health problems and medications, committing to health due to responsibility to family and not wanting to be a future burden on family, spinal surgery recovery family history of heart attacks. The discussion was really rich on what caused these folks to take big action on their health. And we actually didn't get to half of the responses. So we're going to continue on with these in the next What Drives Your Health episode. But this should give many of you some significant inspiration and equipping to make any big changes you may be looking for in your own health and wellness journey. I got to say that I was grateful. We spent a week with 17 of us on the beach playing ultimate Frisbee and swimming and hiking. I'm so grateful for overall health and just all these kids, you know, up to age, what, 26 who get it. I'm just yeah. grateful to, to pass that on. 
Um, and I wanted to, to say Stephen Cruson, he, he's a listener and he sent me a link and I'll send it to you. Uh, it's called patience pedal past Parkinson's huh. ABC news. So if you go to ABC news, YouTube and put patience pedal past Parkinson's, it's just really cool. I, I wanted you to see it. It's just really cool video. And I just wanted to mention it as a follow up to that of it has a guy coming in, man. He's shaking and yeah, yeah. literally having a hard time walking. So they're assisting him. And, you know, so he can't run. He can't do anything active. They put him on a bike. And I, I did. Stationary I, bike. No. That's what's crazy. Put him right. on a bike. It g- g- gave his nerves different things to pay attention to. His balance and his. Yeah. And I don't know that they said. I mean, maybe we could assume that he has been a cyclist or he's. He knew how to ride a he bike. He knew how to ride a bike, yeah. yeah. So maybe it wasn't that far. And so maybe kind of like that, how you know people with Alzheimer's can play the piano or whatever. There's the muscle memory and, and yeah. whatnot. And he takes off in the at the hospital out the driveway and does a U-turn and comes back and just rides a little bit. But what was more important or more interesting was then after that, he gets off the bike and he's kind of good. It's like it rewired everything and that's what the video is talking about how they're taking people and they're using cycling in this and showing it shows this one guy and he's trying to write and his hands just all over the place put him on a bike he goes and rides around comes back steady as can be in there wow yeah i'm very interested in that that's 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 so intriguing and we've referred to this book a a number of times dr norman doidge Mm -hmm. and uh the way that uh, the Brain That Heals Itself and The Brain's Way of Healing are two books. And in that second one, The Brain's Way of Healing, there's a chapter on the Parkinson's. We talked about that on and and they were using walking and, and walk your way through this Parkinson mm-hmm. thing. And how intriguing to put somebody on a bike. And that would have been the last thing I would have because we would have anticipated, oh, this guy can't do totally. it. He's going to shake around everywhere. He's going to fall. Uh, but in the book, there's there's other movement disorders where the, you're you're dyskinetic and you're spastic and or you're rigid and you can't let go fast enough to to do something and riding a bike is very fluid yeah right there's got to be this this fluidity to it which is the opposite of kind of what parkinson's is in these other ones uh they would put a thing on your tongue and almost like wherever your head was in space the bubbles would roll on your tongue that way Okay. And it, it, so my, my, my thought there is we're just, it's kind of like cross training that you're giving your brain a different set of signals to reset it, to reorient the spatial awareness is a little off. We've, we sort of burned out this one channel and, and the brain's way of healing is to regrow and try to, you know, like a bush or, or a weed to, to grass growing in your yard to, to keep fostering that through all of the channels. So well, that, and it, and it that's well, exciting. you saying that though, it does beg the question, like with this guy that they're showing in the video of, did he was, you would have to make the assumption that he had spent a long time sedentary, a long time, not riding a bike. And you wonder about preventative. And of course I'm hoping, can I just keep riding a bike and keep doing burpees and keep doing the thing so that I don't. You're Open the door. Your chances yeah. to way, increasing way the chances. Yeah. Not a guarantee. Yeah. Well, so you know, this I, I really just wanted to hear people's motive. I should have put this on the motive show uh, to some degree, but if, in in regards to health and wellness, you know, people who have made a significant change 
and what was the catalyst. So I just want to read through some of them. I think it'll be a great testimony for all of us just to hear them. And then if we've got any comments. So Denise Bergen, she says, I started doing a hundred sit-ups per day along with other ab work and try to walk an average four miles a day. And I started this seven years ago in May, I walked 4.7 miles uh, a day and was, I was always before that stiff had back pain before doing this. Initially I lost weight. And uh, I dislike the sit-ups, but my back starts bothering me pretty quickly when I stop. I love walking because most of the year I do it outside, which is where I prefer to be. I would run, but I have knee pain. And I asked her, so your motive was simply to alleviate the back pain? She says, yeah, initially the back pain is stiffness. And it's also just starting to feel old and out of shape at 52. All of this made a huge difference. And it made me think of you just saying the blessing of pain. Yeah. It's yeah. Randy's consummate, the blessing of pain. I did want to point out, she talked about running. Again, how great that she's just realized even that, that I don't like doing sit-ups, but if I don't, I have back pain. Well, you would tell me, great. You told me that today. You said something <laughs> about that, about, well, could you have pain there? So you'll do what you need to pain, do. Right. That, the blessing of that information, pain is information. Yeah. And in all humans, does back pain mean, oh, well, yeah, you're missing sit-ups. And of course, the answer is no. Uh, and, and for her, it was. Um, and, and on the preventative side for all of us on the other is if you're never doing crunches, let's say crunches instead of sit up, if you're never exercising the front part of you and on the backside, it's the Superman exercise, right? Yeah. The, the extension. And, the, and if you're never doing that, then you're increasing the chances that there's going to be a consequence and your body will say, Hey, here's a little bit of pain. And, and for her. And that's where I'd say, well, yeah. Uh, I, and I would say core stuff is probably my least favorite. I mean, I, just, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't mind push-ups. So I'll do that. And that's kind of a moving plank, I guess, that I'll do. But man, just doing the core stuff. So good on her for, yeah. for doing it. Well, hey, this is a good one. Cindy Wallace-Sipes. She says, my journey has been up and down many times. My weight, my weight gain has been due to health problems or medication. The key for me was to stop looking at scale numbers and clothing size and just get to a point of feeling good. When my husband had his heart attack, his nutritionist was amazing. I'm seeing her now. She's the first one who understood my health issues and is tackling each issue one at a time. She's down to earth and knows how to prioritize each health issue to tackle first. And I, so I asked Cindy, I responded back and this is on Facebook. And I said, uh, so the, just the sick and tired of being sick and tired aspect, was that the motive? And she says, I always wanted to be healthy. I just needed someone to believe in me and believe in what was holding me back. And I found people who did believe in me. And because of that, they were focused on me feeling good instead of just the numbers. I want to be able to travel and do all the things I love to do. And that just, that's functional medicine, which I know is difficult, but for her to find somebody, she was, she, I, I, and I've heard other stuff from her. She was like, okay, I get all this health and wellness stuff, but I have this issue. Help me around this specific thing. And she actually had gallbladder issues and, and had surgery there, but how many people are there and they're trying all the things that seem to work, but it's not working for them. Right. Yeah. This is and and hats off to her you know right. here again we're going to have good stories today of people saying i did this and and it helped and now i'm 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 thinking of her five years ago or 10 years ago or uh, another thousand people that are saying yeah but i don't have that person who believes in me or who can think through this mm -hmm. so so does it and and so the one 
congratulations to her. And one caution I would put there, even to what you just said, ultimately, you, there isn't, you're not missing the right healthcare practitioner or person or coach out there. Ultimately, you can be that person. I mean, is that, is that fair? Now, granted, it's fair. It's harder. It's, We'd all like oh, to just have somebody say, sure. okay, I figured you out. Right. And that's and what I, you have people paying you for. Yeah. Oh, and it? I, and I invite that. I, I want to be the, go to truelifemedicine.com <laughs> <laughs> to, to be the coach, the doctor docent who's looking at you. And, and I think a time or two ago, we said the golf swing. So we could say, you know, if she had a tummy ache and we could say, well, somebody's paying a lot of money for a golf coach because he keeps slicing the ball. And, and one coach walks by and says, oh, you know, change your grip. And on one person, it's like, oh my gosh, that, that's exactly it. But of course, the guy actually has to change his grip. He has to redo the way he's practicing. He has to employ that. He owns his own golf swing. Mm -hmm. And so... So will every, almost on anything, will you do better with a coach, whether you're learning Spanish or you're Michael Jordan learning basketball? Yeah. Yes. And so, so I think that's kind of what she was saying is that I needed somebody to believe in me like a coach to, it isn't about the scale numbers. It isn't about those kind of things. So to people out there who are still struggling, I would say, don't hope only in that, oh yeah, I need that one single person recognize that the most important person in there is still you. And we're also saying, absolutely, you are more likely to get better with the kind of coach that is going to resonate with you. That, so there's, there's both of that. But I don't want people to think, oh, well, I can't do it because I don't have that person believing in me. There, I, is, uh, well, there is still hope. I am. Okay. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I would be personally hard pressed not to go. You put me in any state, any country, whatever. And with my issue, I'm probably not going to, I mean, I'm going to try to self-educate a course, but I also want to encourage people to go, to go try and go to the ends of the earth to try to find that person in your area. I mean, these I, days yeah. there's more opportunities remotely, uh, to do it telemedicine in essence, yep. or tele, you know, coaching to get somebody who has context with you. Cause that, that is functional medicine. I, and, and, but at well, the, you know, but, but even you, you say there's people out there who, who are of similar kindred spirits to you yeah. as providers who go into the terms of integrative medicine or what are some other top ones? It's not a guarantee, but functional medicine is not a guarantee. You can find a bad functional there, medicine there, provider. Sure, yeah. sure. There is no guarantee, but alternative medicine and even in a naturopathic, homeopathic, chiropractic, all of these people who are, who, they're out there saying, I want to help. Yeah. And, and, and they've got to make a living too. And, and the cost of it and the confusion with insurance and all of those kind of things tends to be the smoke and mirrors that ultimately people say, well, I tried that. I tried that. And, and, and that didn't work for me. Yeah. And I would say, well, okay, but you're still your own responsibility and your health is your yeah. opportunity. It's, mostly your fault. I mean, if we get right down to it, but I know that's it, a hard statement. Well, no, but I love that. If it's my fault, that means I have power. It's hopeful. Um, yeah. And it's also, and also I want to give grace to that because it's my fault because I'm just ignorant. You, you, I haven't been exposed. I and thought. the doctors didn't know. Yeah. And as a consequence, you know, we've gone through, you know, you and I have gone through five decades of the first half of our life with standard American diet. Yeah. And, you know, for me until 40, you know, six hours of sleep. 
and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it just, we didn't know, but to know that it is my own fault gives me great hope and encouragement to know that, well, tomorrow I can change that. Okay. I want to, I want to stick here. We may make this a two part show because um, what you said, I want to come back now and support it too. So outside of those providers, we, there is nobody on earth who can have more context than us. And it actually made me think back to gosh, 20 plus years ago with my first son and all his medical stuff. And we realized that you get the best brain surgeons, the best, you know, everybody, the best experts they are and you know, this well, they're all in the, in the medical community. They are all in their lane. That's yeah. what they specialize in. And we realized frustratedly at first that, oh my gosh, we are the only ones who have full context. Can we just find a doctor who can just, who, who can just come home and live with us and understand all of these other pressures that we have. And, and, oh my gosh, I know he's supposed to eat keto, but he didn't like that food. What am I supposed to feed him? And, yeah. and the answer was no. And we realized, okay, it You're, is us. Yeah. We're the ones with him 24 hours a day in the hospital, out of the hospital. We know what's going on. So even though the brain surgeon says, okay, well, the best treatment would be X. We might say, oh, that actually happened to him before. And this is what happens. We can't do that one. Well, nobody knew, but us in the con the context. So, uh, and I want, and then it also made me think of, gosh, when I look at the, a couple of the most primary insights I have gotten in my own health and wellness, I got them. Now I got them through the context of a lot of content and providers yeah. uh, like you, like yeah. Jane, or the nutritionist that was here, like um, uh, uh, Stefan over here, chiropractor, that I think the best insights were not because you said, Kevin, figured it out. It was you asking questions, asking this, and that goes along with the context that I read over here and somebody asked over here. And you being in, in a part of that team helped me go, Boom, light bulb, light bulb. Yeah. Holy smokes. Nobody would have, nobody could be me and in my head. So I'm supporting you and saying, yeah, we are our best healthcare provider, but it does need to be within us. A framework. Trying yeah. to curb that ignorance we have yeah. and get educated. And that's frustrating because we think, you know, I've got a full-time job. I'm an expert over here. I'm a dad. I'm yeah. a spouse. Oh, whatever. Just do pay I, the doctor serious? to think for exactly. me and tell me what to do. And it just doesn't work. And I wonder how many people of your patients would say, oh my gosh, I am better now because Dr. James absolutely nailed it. He figured me out. Or would they say he helped me figure it out? The latter. Yeah. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is a, an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they're hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. 
the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. One more time, YahooFinance.com. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. I am better now because Dr. James absolutely nailed it. He figured me out, or would they say he helped me figure it out? The latter. Yeah. And in fact, you know, it's it's a really big red flag warning when you when you hear that first one. Because I would say, well, no, 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 then you didn't understand. Because hmm. never in our in our product of of hey, hire me as your doctor coach. Are we saying, I've got the key for you? In fact, it would say the opposite. You've got the key for you. But is there a framework of, of, of thoughtfulness and, and, and you bring in the, the spiritual side of things and the relational side of things and the, the stressful side of things and all of that, there, there is no, it, it, there's no possible way to have a light bulb moment that's going to sustain you forever because you're going to be a year older next year. Yeah. And, and what has worked might not work and there's evolution and there's time and there's all of these things going on. And, and still we, even now I'm thinking of the person who says, yeah, I got all that, but what about in this kind of situation? Yeah. And, and I get it. I want to be there to help people think through that of, you know, do I take product A or B or do I eat this food or that food? And you and I, we're, we're, we're doing that to ourselves. Well, and so, you know, and encouraging or taking responsibility that it is 
It is on us. We're the primary health provider, which that's something we just have to take responsibility for, which is, it can be frustrating, but yep. it's, it's humankind. Just like I can get frustrated with my kids' education and the teachers out there and whatever, but ultimately it's my kids. It's, it's, yeah. I don't want to be their teacher, but sorry, I'm their parent and I have to take that responsibility. Um, so, you know, there's, I think, really good context for you're the primary health provider, but find people to help ask the right questions to help you, you know, figure that out. The, the other thing though, that she, that Cindy talks to there that we come back to so often is the importance of just finding encouragement and support. I was going to say connection, resonance. Yeah. And if that's a healthcare provider or that's your friends and Weight Watchers or Curbs or at the health center and the Zumba class on the online fitness forum, whatever, that, man, it's just, we can't overemphasize the power of community community and yeah, have people to sure. support you and even now as i talk about man i i love going to do my exercise by myself i don't need any accountability it probably is unfair because like you where did it all start for me team sports i mean i did for you know decades cycling with my teammates and and that became ingrained and and, and like you said it created that um path that neural pathway yeah yeah that uh, you can go back to easily that now it's just it's habit it is ingrained a good habit yeah uh and so if you're out there without having that to go create that alone it's just so hard it would just whether it's providers or just friends man find even one person to go with you yeah create your own little blue zone yes. as much as you can Yes. Uh, Jeff Bayless here. He says, what was the catalyst for his health? He says, when my son was born, I was burning the candle at both ends. It was eye opening to become a father and understand that I was responsible for another human life. I quit smoking and partying. I started running and in general started the trajectory towards the healthy lifestyle I live now. Health is more than the number on the scale. Mental, physical, and spiritual health all lift the tide for your ship to sail safe. It's a long journey, but the most important one for sure. Amen. I, amen. I mean, yeah. you know, we love that one because how I, I do think about that. Well, actually, here, check this out. American psychological, you know, let me read one more and I'll give you a stat. Dan Moyle also says in January, 2019, I was 290 pounds. I started making healthier food choices in January, 2020, just before the pandemic, I started walking every day. It helped my mind and helped my physical health. I lost 60 pounds over the, over those two years, all because I wanted to live longer and see my kids grow up. So I asked him, I said, was there a specific moment of realizing, Hey, I want to live longer and see my kids grow up. And he says, it was the moment I stepped on the scale, saw the number and realized that if I kept going this way, I would die in my sleep. Wow. Okay. So here's, here's my stat. American Psychological Association, according to estimates from the National Alliance for Caregiving during the past uh, year, and I think this was last year, 65.7 million Americans or 29% of the adult U.S. of the, of the adult U.S. population uh, are served as family caregivers for an ill or disabled relative. Me know it's just, that's good. That's its own chronic health issue now is the burden of caring for on the family are older so 30 percent of adults are yeah. listed as caregivers Caregivers to some degree now that you know i'm sure it's very degrees. you got somebody who it's 24 hours 20, a day yeah. which we know i mean we all know people i i know multiple people who they they have even given up their jobs 
you know, so they have an older parent who may have money or retirement or whatever and can sustain him. And they're there being yeah. a full-time caregiver. And, and every, like you said, there's so many people on the spectrum of, you know, it's once per week or whatever. I mean, we heard so often heartbroken people because they couldn't go to the nursing home and how, oh, well, our friend Scott, he cites his mom's primary significant recent decline to the fact that she could not have him there loving and caring for her. And so many people were in that. So back to Jeff and Dan and, and even us talking about what is the motive that we have to be healthy and well so that when I am, you know, our parents are, what are yours, mid-70s? That's what mine 78, no. Yeah, yeah, okay, mine are right along there. That that age, can they, well, I'm not going to ask, that's what I'm going to ask about ours. But when we're that age or, or older, can I help my kid move? Can I show up? Yeah pair of gloves and lift them into the couch and help them move. Can I, and we, we got somebody coming up who talks about, can I participate with my grandkids, get down on the floor, yeah. go on a hike. Can I do that? Or am I needing them to sacrifice their life to help me? And I, and I know that's, that's going to be hard to hear for people, but man, it's, it's daunting to know that we do have a lot of responsibility for our health, if not complete. <laughs> and what, and what we don't is going to fall on, Money, time, effort. That's an interesting stat because I think if you go to most people our age where our parents aren't needing that just yet, it's not on my radar at all. And that's, and I don't, this is, that's an under the radar yeah, stat. Could. Your dad could have a stroke tomorrow. I, I know. And then if it's. It, if it's not your time and, and what if he doesn't have the money to just have himself taken right, care of you're going right, to do it right right or i'm talking with my sisters who's going to do this who's going to do that what about mom and yeah and so many people are into that but that's not newspaper article stuff this doesn't come across facebook this doesn't this is the uh well i'm und- afraid some of us because we don't want to take responsibility for it it's just this thing that's happening like that that's, oh that's I, my, I'm saying, my parents yes. caught disability and and, and we also care. expect the government or somebody else to Take care of that. Which the insurance is that, and I saw that. So my mom's mom uh, had Alzheimer's, which she went downhill, burned through all her money, and my parents paid for it. None of the other siblings had the capacity wow. to, yeah, and they took it on at a time when it was it hurt, and 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 it hurt. And Alzheimer's is also it's like because people get to a point where you can't bring them in the home. It's yeah worse. It's more disruptive, and maybe even worse for the person themselves. But that is what we're saying is okay on the front side. Let's have awareness of this and redeem the time that we have right now to be becoming the kind of people with less likelihood down that pathway is a powerful motivation. Even if I can delay it. So even if my, oh, yeah. my destiny is to have Alzheimer's be infirm, uh, you're right. Can I delay it another it five off. years? Yeah. yeah. Is there are stats on that? Just delaying the onset of, of severe dementia by a year or two or three or five and the amount of the amount of time, money, headache that 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 saves is is a recognized stat. It's Wait, a big deal. Here's another one on that. This is the one that had the grandkids. Uh, Gina Rass. She says, uh, "This is timely. One year ago today, I was up to 170 pounds. I'm only five feet tall. I was fed up with myself. Huh, pun. And uh, saw a video by Dr. Jason Fung, one of your favorites." about intermittent fasting and eating high fat, low carb. I began June 4th, 2020 and have not missed a single day of fasting between 16 to 24 hours every day. 
uh, and a few extended fasts. Aches and pains I was experiencing daily have completely diminished and I've lost almost 40 pounds. Blood pressure, which had been creeping up, is normal and I feel and look better than I have in 20 years. My wow. catalyst is that life is going by quickly and I want to experience my last season of life being in the best health I can be. And I need to keep up with five rambunctious grandchildren. I watch almost five days every week. I'm the only one responsible for me and I will continue this way of eating and living forever. It's easy and suits me like nothing I've ever tried. Wow. God bless her for saying it's easy because yeah. it's not for everybody. Well, and she also said, I, I'm responsible for myself. So yeah. she, she made that statement herself. And I doubt that she would have said it, it's easy for me, you know, three weeks into it. I agree. Yeah. On the other side of that, where you see, oh my gosh, I lost 50 pounds and oh my gosh, my brain fog is better. My joints feel better. Well, heck, this is way easier than, you know, the symptoms plus some, you know, fast food or whatever. That, that is true. I'll, I'll never forget when we were, God bless the mentors we had as parents. So we had little kids and we wanted healthy food for them. So we would take broccoli. Back then, uh, we thought we were we were at the, the best. Maybe there's new methods today, but we would just take broccoli and, and bought a little food grinder. So I'd get yeah. a workout mm -hmm. smooshing that stuff out and give them what we ate. Good tasting, healthy uh, food and had a friend one time say really acutely, she says, oh my gosh, I wish I had the discipline to do that. Um, you know, take all the time and effort to make it as opposed to using whatever junk she was feeding her kid who right then was coughing, sick, runny nose and bawling constantly. I'm going to I, I don't have the, you've got right. way more patience <laughs> than I do to deal with that sick kid. Yeah. Uh, so back to what you said of we're going to spend the time somewhere. Well, this is it, the, the phrase. It's hard to eat healthy. It's hard to be sick. Yeah. I was going to say that it's, it's, it's hard to eat healthy. It's harder to I, be sick. I'm going to choose so. my heart. A choose really that. awesome marriage is, is hard, but divorce and the consequences and all that, that is harder. Yeah. And there's a meme out there that says something like that. Yeah. It's just choose your heart. Choose your heart. Yeah. yeah. That, and that choose your, um, and, and where I, where, you know, true life medicine, where we kind of say that is your life, whether you want it to be or not, it is your main medicine parenthetically, or it is your poison. Yeah. So choose your medicine choose. or take your poison. Yeah. It, I, and I, I think I've been thinking so much just in life overall, just, for not just what I'm eating, but what I'm speaking with my attitude yeah. that am I kind of that Toby Mack, the Christian yeah. singer, and he has that song, Speak Life. Isn't that yeah. the right guy? Uh -huh. Speak Life. So. so I think about that, Speak, Speak Life, but think life, uh, eat life, uh, move See, life. This is going to go back to that book I keep asking you to read. I, which I bought and they, they lost it. <laughs> they Amazon, Amazon actually, lost it. I just reordered it today. Uh, so we'll we mentioned it, it so they, uh, a couple of times. In the, just Yeah, finding quiet. And what's got me so inspired there is you know, the world is so keyed in on uh, physical. So people look at me all the time and say, oh, you must run or, oh, you must be really healthy. And it's like, why do you say that? Well, because you are, you're skinny. And I'm like, well, you're, you're making a huge, yeah, you, huge assumption. It is because you could be really unhealthy skinny. Or I could just be a jerk, right? Where my, my I'm angry and my attitude and my oh, right. sleep and my all this. And if we're saying, hey, what we want to do is be becoming you know, in our fifties, we want to flourish. And, and so, so it is, it is even still now, whereas like you and I've talked about before, I don't do a battle with McDonald's every day because that's just, that's, that's gone. Somebody else might be needing to do some battle with McDonald's, mm -hmm. 
But I am, as we talked about this morning, I'm getting ready to do battle with uh, glucose and ketones. And I don't think that there's a problem with drinking too much or whatever else, but I will, it'll be a battle to not do wine in order to get into ketosis because of the likely benefit that that will be. Um, so everybody out there, you're not as well as you could be. You could always be a little bit weller, oh. always have a, always be leaning into some area. I think it's Tom Ziegler. It's, it's always be giving up one bad habit and starting a new good habit. Yeah. Didn't he say that? Yeah. Fastest way to success. Replace a bad habit with a good habit. Uh, well, speaking of our age, so Terry Johnson, he comments a lot. He's a businessman in Australia. Uh, he said this time last year, I, I'd say he's right about our age. This time last year, I was crawling around using a walking stick as I had damaged uh, an L5 disc. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I was on high levels of pain meds, which knocked uh, me around. After four months of uh, physio, is what he said, and a consist- consistent stretching and gym routine and a cortisone shot into my back, I am playing uh, golf with a handicap of three. Uh, God, is, God is good. I like that because we're, we are at the age, 50s, where you get injured, you baby that, whatever that is, and you just stop doing that. And we have so many people who don't run anymore. They don't. Out here, ski. That's the one yeah, I'm used to. Yeah, I love to ski, but I just any more aches and pains or or just fear that I'll get hurt and not be able to recover. And, you know, my wife is a good example. She's had two, let's see, in the past, I think it's five years now, maybe it's been six, two significant car wrecks where she was, you know, broadsided or rear-ended and neck injuries. And she is, and it costs a lot of time. And I know it costs a lot of money, but she is, she says, I'm not going to succumb. To just being 50 years old, I got injured, and now that's who I am. She says, I'm going to do make every effort to take responsibility and uh, be well and able. God bless her for God that. God bless her. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't want to get shrunk in. I always see, I think in America, we paint ourselves into a corner. You know, where here's another stripe of paint and I have to back up a little bit more and oh gosh, my back and oh gosh, that car wreck and oh gosh, something else. And that just keeps getting, we, we get painted into a corner where, where then, you know, um, the, again, you're, you're sick enough that whoever you see is in his lane, right? Like you get the cortisol injection, but if you're not doing the stretching and the sleeping and looking at your mattress and taking care of the metabolic inflammation, the likelihood of you returning to golf or whatever of expanding that painted in a corner thing is so low. And the likelihood of that, of that box that you're living in getting even smaller is so high. And that's what Terry was saying is I'm not going to let this shrink me up like that. Yeah. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And that's what Terry was saying is, I'm not going to let this shrink me up like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this guy's name's Kevin Meller. Must be a good fella. Um, he says, I had spinal surgery last year. So this year committed to getting active and in shape. So again, similar, you know, middle age and, but he said, both my parents have had heart attacks. And so getting fit is imperative to live a long, productive life. Okay. Now this may not be fair. It's all he said, but he said to get, to get fit. So I'm going to make the assumption that he got out of fit and now has to, and we're going to continue to say that what's the best, uh, defense is to stay on the offense. Yeah. And if you're not fit now, don't wait till you, something happens. And yet every story is I was going along in life and then something happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and pain is a, is a pretty good communicator. Yeah. Pain and fear, really good communicators. And that's why we remember them. Everybody already knows I should eat right and exercise, don't drink, don't smoke and, and all of that. And it just gets, you know, thrown out into the wind, but the best defense is a good offense. Be proactive, not reactive. Always be, and that's where in the Finding Quiet book, rather, I don't have to sit here and contemplate, okay, what am I fearful and anxious of? But I'm saying, okay, I don't want to get fearful and anxious. I don't want to get depressed. So I'm going to sit here and say, oh yeah, I am grateful for this. And my gratitude exercise is that. I'm going to sit here and take a minute's worth of deep breaths because I know that that changes my blood pressure, my heart rate and my et cetera, et cetera. And in that now hyper, or at least, you know, elevated oxygen level. Now I'm going to think gratitude. Now I'm going to think, uh, I'm so glad I'm not going to have a glass of wine tonight, uh, because I'm going to be having something else. And because I'm going to be doing it for a different reason, um, to, to that, that is the proactive stance that if we could do that, if we could create a society of a blue zone, we're not going to have no hospitals and no surgeries. That's a pie in the sky, utopian myth. We would have a whole lot less dementia, pain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The, the, the things that we've talked about so many times, we'd have a whole lot less of those things. Well, and you, you know, on the offense or, or defense and offense, I mean, that reminds me, you know, back with vocational and, and small business, you know, training that so many people who want to start a side business or whatever, uh, or, or just don't like their job, don't do anything until they get fired. They get laid off. There's a merger, whatever. And then they go do that and they'll come back and say, Hey, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. But we also know that 
that was the hardest time to do it is when it was that acute, how much better to be pursuing that new job or starting that business on the side while they still had the other job that was sustaining them instead of waiting until it ends. And now they have to do it really fast. Same thing here. So, I mean, you've said this in essence so many times, we always, all of us every day have virus, injury, disease, whatever, knocking on our door. It's always there. Yeah. They go, it sounds pessimistic and that's not the point, but it's just out there. It's out there in our world, just like that. It's out there. I got COVID. You didn't for whatever reason. And you must be that much more righteous <laughs> they, than they me. All, they all know that. They all know that's that. Okay. Uh, but, it, but if we look at that, it's always out there and it's try. it's gonna, it, it, there's a high chance that something's going to manifest some, at some point. We have the opportunity to be proactive, take the offense right now and do our best to keep it from happening because when it does and so many of these people are saying it's after this thing happened that i changed my life you're starting from such a deficit you're starting down here where you're sick and injured as opposed to starting now and trying to ramp up yeah that's humanity and i've done it too i mean when do All i deal us. with my finances when they're in the mm -hmm. crapper you know that's yeah. stupid uh we have people who would say kevin that's not the best time to do want you be proactive and you know work now when it's good uh, same thing with our health and maybe that should be, that's the mature motivator. That's hard. That, okay. I was getting ready to go down the, the pathway of maturity, wisdom, honesty, integrity, authenticity with yourself Yeah. down, down that pathway, because we are all in a pressure cooker and everybody's got the pressure of those things, virus, bacteria, stress, sleep, job, um, trauma, genetics, and all of that is cooking. And so life is going on, right? The, 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 the electricity and the pressure cookers on at some point, if, if it's the old, not the Instapot ones, but the old pressure cookers, remember those. And that thing on the top would go. Pss. Yeah. Okay. So at some point there's going to be enough of time or enough stuff that you put in there that the, the pop-off valve has to happen. Let's call that death, right? Like the body can no longer sustain the pressure of life and you're going to die. And everybody, yes, that's, that's normal. That's good. We, I actually look forward to that. And, but we wanted to have high functionality and push that curve out with, like we said, with dementia, if you can push that curve out. Well, so the, the longer, not lifespan, but health span, health span, yeah. extend the health span and the lifespan yeah. to where you are a as defined by you, not our culture. So health is defined by me. And, and I would, I would pick on a lot of these people and say, Hey, if you guys came in and you were a patient, the first thing everybody said, I want to get healthy. I want to get healthy. I want to, it's like, well, define that. Is that a five minute mile at 8,000 feet? Um, or is that a five minute mile on your bicycle at, at whatever sea level at sea level? So, so that health span with lifespan is what we're talking about. And the only way to do that is to proactively be changing the ingredients within this pressure cooker, turning down the time or the, the temperature, uh, enhancing the strength of the, of, the, of the pot, all of which we're going to translate over here into our, our, our life. Your life is your medicine or it's your poison. Yeah. It isn't going to be about, oh, thank goodness I have really good healthcare benefits. I mean, that's there for an acute illness, yes, and trauma. An injury, in essence. An injury. Yeah. Uh, an injury or a severe bacterial viral illness, yes. You need some help, and we've got a great system for that. 
But if you don't, if you don't want your health span to be taken down a notch by fatigue, by depression, by anxiety, by chronic pain, by the th- all of these things that in America, if you're over 40, are normal, right? Like that's what we, we say. We grow that stuff. You're in the worst country on the planet. Australia is better. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's changing the whole thing, leaning in proactively, uh, all of the shows that we've been doing, you know, trying to pull out each one of these little subset of an area to say, well, at least, you know, at least lean into and think down this pathway. Well, and you mentioned the word fear and to what Kevin said on here, both parents had heart attacks. I would say mm. there's a, that's a good reason to have a healthy fear. Yeah. Yeah. A healthy that's, fear that he has possibly awareness. Yeah. Possibly a genetic propensity. Mm-hmm. So a loaded gun in that mm-hmm. sense. And as we also know, and I know that people don't like to hear this, but we generally have a lifestyle propensity as mm-hmm. well, that his parents have some responsibility in their heart attacks, especially with both of them having, chances are there were some lifestyle similarities that he probably had to. And the thing he needs to question most now is, does he, is he still continuing any of those right. lifestyle propensities? I thought you were going to say that the parents have the uh, responsibility of their own health, but they also, for probably on average, the first 20 years of a young person's life, you eat, think, breathe, and do what your parents do. And that's, and that led to heart attacks. And so he's got the first phase of his life with that, you know, he proactively lived in such a way that led to a heart attack in his parents. And he did the same thing in all likelihood. So now awareness and recognition, a little bit of pain with, with the scale and, and his other goals. And then the awareness, the light bulb moment of, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Yeah. And I'm going to leave my family or, or worse, I'm going to linger and, and then be that burden on my family. And okay. So change that terrible, awful, wonderful word of why would you change? What's your motivation? And, and then how, and that's where we're back to, again, have a blue zone and a coach. And, and if you have those things, it's easier. But it's not it, mandatory. It's interesting because yeah, I don't wake up in the morning going, "Man, I, I hope I find a place today where I have to work harder." I, I'm not. I don't think I've ever really desired that. But if there's an area where I'm going to have an injury, a deficit, I want to know. Tell me so I can work harder, right? So that I don't have that thing manifest, and then it's going to be even worse. Okay, this is. We, I was talking with the kids the other day, and, and we used the idea of if somebody is going along on a bicycle and they cannot see the cliff. But you know the cliff is there. Don't you think they would want to know, even though it's yeah. going to be really hard to stop my bike and I've got to put my brakes on and I've got to change my direction and all this kind of stuff. Of, of course. Well, I mean, you, I hear you. You say, of course, but then you've also, you said it, you said it uh, maybe when we were talking about genetics and getting genetic testing that you've had patients say, I don't want to know. I don't, uh, yeah. Well, I think because what we have in America, what we've done is we said, okay, look, people, so many people are running over this cliff. We're going to spend three or four trillion dollars to have awesome surgeries and medicines, and they're just going to float their way down. And it's true. They don't die. They're not a bloodied mess, but they are not what they would have been. They're not living. They're not living living a true life. They're not living true life. And they call it blood pressure, cholesterol, yeah. or fatigue, or and anxiety, and, and they're not dying, but they're they're not back up there on the cliff where they could have been. Yeah. And they're floating down, now dependent on this parachute, 
of, of medicine or whatever else. And the analogy is starting to kind of break down there, but you can see that, that people do They're like, well, thank goodness I have a good parachute. I'm like, but if we know the plane's going to trash and there's things that we can do. Well, and then it comes back to your primary question with patients at the beginning is what, what is true life to you? What, what, right. What is your goal? And, and like you said, you know, for me, I want to do, I want ability beyond the normal. I, right. And, and so I your do, crash and, and we use this phrase. So if you literally said, let's just say you want to run a six minute mile at 8,000 feet. Well, on, on my scale, everybody's on the scale. And if we say, okay, Kevin, so if next year you run a measly eight minute mile at 8,000 feet, then we can look each other in the eye and say, gosh, you're kind of sick on that standard. You, yeah. you were ill, you were dis eased because you decide ease right, yeah, right. is I want to run a six minute mile. And, and no, no, no doctor on the planet would say, would say, oh, you can't say disease. You can't say illness or whatever else. And I'll be like, well, so what you're saying is we got to wait till you can't run a 20 minute mile. And yeah. then we're going to say, okay, let's give you some medicines or surgery or physio or whatever. And you and I are saying no. And I'm working with patients who say no. I define those lines. Well, I want to hit on that because that's a comp incredibly common testimony from the patients that come to true life medicine is that I feel bad. I do not have the ability. I am struggling. I may be, I, I'm suffering and I've been to four different doctors and I've done all their tests and they all say I should be fine, but here's a medication to help the symptoms. And I don't accept that, that we do have, can I say we have the normal measurements that are based on the lowering norm. It's like school, like the bell curve, it's lowering. Mm -hmm to try to facilitate and manage everybody as they decline. Yes, that is a fair, little bit of, a, of, of an oversimplification, but it is right. fair to say that normal in America ought not be normal. And we've readjusted our curves yeah. with our labs, and, our, and I would say even more importantly than labs, and that kind of thing, are uh, the people listening to this, your expectation. Like nobody expects, can you run a six minute mile? Did I overshoot you there? Are you about an eight, nine minute mile at 9,000 feet? Uh, no, I was actually thinking about it. If we went over here to the, let's say the, the track over the here track. is about 8,500. And if I was just shooting for a mile. Four laps around the track. Six could minutes, I do you six, think you could do it? Ooh, I don't know, six, six and a half. Maybe six and okay, a half. Okay, I, I would, I, I bet you'd be right there, right? Yeah. Like who's going to hold that up as a standard? Oh, I'd be in the top 0.001, I, Yeah, or, or me and, in the 15 pull-ups. And kind that's of a not thing. necessary. And, and to your point too, from a physical ability side, that may not even be fostering good health. That's a performance. Like you said, our buddy who does the 100-mile right. endurance sure. race, that's Wait. probably not even helping his health. Now, I mean, maybe his soul and his right. mental. And we have to pull those things seat, in there too. Which, But for his body, he probably shortened his telomeres and killed some brain cells. Yeah, almost assuredly. The, so doing six-minute mile over here for me, I could probably do it. I'd suffer and... and no, I would call that good because you don't... We, I would call that a hit. That's a six-minute hit. High-intensity okay. interval training. Now, right, we're not going to do that every day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But within the construct of you defining what true life is and you say, hey, here's my marker and... Okay, the likelihood, we said this so often, if you can run a six-minute mile at 50 and then at 51 and 52 and 53, the likelihood of that, of you becoming a statistic or an, uh, falling off the cliff is not zero, but it's, it sure is a lot lower. If we had, but we would all, to some degree, it would be great to have those stats. I don't know what they are. So to be 
50 years old and to be, uh, it, not, I don't even know against what norm, but to be. Remember, I, I showed you one the other day, the, the get up off the floor stat. Yeah. You remember that one? If, if, if uh, like I, I had you guys all sit down Indian style, whatever we call it these days. Oh, to get up without using your hands. Get up without using your hands. Okay. And if you can do that, that just, just right there. If you can't do that at 50, you're ill right now. Is it going to be a, a heart attack or stroke or whatever else? And it's, it's enfeeblement, right? It's Ill's so hard of a word. Well, feeble. You say, okay. your, your, your capacity is lower, your risk of that. But that's it. I'd love to have. So what is capacity? And mm. if we went globally, like, like the blue yeah, zones, the blue zones. Dan, okay. Dan it's, it's, it isn't being done. It's hotly debated, but it won't be done because the trillion dollar system is built on red zones. We define pathology. We don't we should, have bio. We I know create, we should. It would be great to create a company. As a fifty-year-old, okay, for us as, a, as fifty, you know, young fifty-year-old men, at the at a, a proper capability globally of what's obviously possible would be. And I like to have that. You should be able to run yeah, push, pull-ups, push-ups, and it you know, probably wouldn't. But, it, but to your thing of health, it probably wouldn't be a six-minute mile. It'd probably yeah. be a ten-minute mile. Ten-minute mile, yeah. and and to do. 10 push-ups? I don't, I don't know. Well, the to push-ups do, is on there at 20. Really? Yeah. That's a lot, it seems like. 20 push-ups? Uh, for 50. Whatever. Okay. I think. It, but the, again, the debate, what about 21? What about 19? I, what about... I, I, but, I, but if you look at the norms, like the norm for a 50-year-old male for pull-ups is like one. Yeah. So if you can do five, you're you're really able, capable. Uh yeah, in, yes. Some of the plyometrics or whatever like that, like getting uh -huh. up off the floor, the mobility. Because we do have, I, I am more aware of that as I'm more endurance focused. That I can be that 90 year old guy who can still shuffle along. That's cool for my lungs, but, but man, can I you drop down to a burp? Exactly. Can I right. tie my shoes get, without without sitting, sitting down? down. Yeah. Can you get your socks on in the morning? Yeah. This yeah. is this is good. It is. All right, we're going to continue because uh, we're, we're, we've got such great ones. So we'll continue on a part two with this. That'll be great. Well, friends, thank you for tuning in as we work to leverage the power of our unique inner drive and wake every day to our authentic, driven, and inspired lives. Uh, thanks to Randy James, Dr. Randy James, for his it's incredible, as always, insight in this show amongst these topics and his personal experience with so many patients. You can find him at truelifemedicine.com. It's always great when people come out here to the mountains of Colorado to work with him. And I get to see him as well, since my studio is here in his medical practice. If you appreciate the podcast and want to share it with others, it would be a gift to us to leave a rating on Spotify. You can leave a review on Apple and you can see these shows in full and see lots of clips on social media. Uh, you can find us at YouTube, any of the social media, just look for kevinmiller.co. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, get my book, What Drives You on Amazon. And until next time, stay driven. Yeah.